All right, it is the 509 to the 609 podcast. Yes, we finally have a name for it. And uh, I got to give you credit, man. You 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 came up with the name. <laughs> it, it was a little tough, you know. We were reaching. We were, uh, had to come up, you know, just naturally. And we were like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then... Because I was like, it'll just come naturally, like you said. You yeah. know what I mean? And it did. It, that's exactly what happened. And it's... Uh, I'm from the 509. Everyone yep. listening, you know, that's the east side of the state here in Washington. And Ryan's from the 609. Which is And the, that's over in Jersey. Yes, yeah, the southern part of New Jersey. Kind of like, well, yeah, I would say southern. Yeah, southern part. So I'm just telling people, you know, we... um. It meshes from the 509 to the 609, hence the name. We're covering sports from the East Coast and the West Coast. There you go. I mean, all across the country. We definitely got to start kind of, you know, that that's kind of a good segue into what we're going to start to talk about, the uh, college football and just the NIL right now. Um, the NIL, of course, is a new rule with the NCAA that basically, you know, players, and let's just be real, basketball, football, you know, the sports that make money, they can – benefit off their likeness which means that they don't get paid to go to school and play there but they do get paid by other entities to have their jersey sold their picture on the store their merchandise sold there whatever it is uh so that's you know that's the new thing right now and even a quarterback i think the quarterback who's going to be the starter for alabama bryce young there's i think think saban was saying he He's pushing seven figures. He, oh has, he hasn't even played a snap yet in the NCAA. Oh, he'll, he'll probably be their starter. He hasn't played a snap yet? Not a snap. He's a he's a true freshman going into it. Wow. And Saban and even people close to Young are like, yeah, he's he's pushing seven figures and they haven't oh. even started the season yet. They're still in camp. They, I knew, they I don't knew, have a snap right. until September, I right, think. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, this is the new thing. And, of course, I was a college athlete, so I, I you know, I mean, I ran cross country, which is an Olympic sport. It's, you know, obviously, which is popular right now because of the Olympics are on, but that's every three or four years. So it's going to be three because of uh, the pandemic last year. It'll be in uh, Paris 2024. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, this, it's just like I, I totally get it. Like, you should be paid off your likeness. You know what I mean? Like, that. that is, I think, fair, and I think that's a good rule. But again, it's like you know you're making seven figures. Like, oh my god! Like it's it's just gonna it's gonna vary. Like how how much this person makes, how much the other person makes. It's it's gonna be a sticky situation. But I do believe, I do think that if your jersey's being sold or your picture is on a storefront and and it has nothing to do with the NCAA, I think you should get paid for that. I hundred percent agree with you yeah. on that. Yeah, I agree. So I want to hear from you being a collegiate athlete. I want to hear like your take on it. Like it's got to hit you more inside than me. I didn't play any college sports, right. so I got to hear from you right. as a collegiate athlete like well, where does it stand with you? I went to Seton Hall University and that's a big basketball school. It's a Big East school, so excuse me, it's a Big East school. So, it's a big basketball school. There's no football team. It used to be one way back when, but you know, it got disbanded, but <laughs> Yeah, it, it's I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, like as a college athlete, if I saw the basketball players getting paid and I wasn't getting paid, like it definitely would. I'd, I'd be jealous. There's no doubt about it. You know, I'll, I'll be I'll just be 100. percent Like I'd definitely be jealous about it. But you know, it, it, it cross country doesn't make money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even in the Olympics, like there isn't even cross country in the Olympics. There's the 10k. There's the 5k on the track, uh, which we did as well. But you know, it, it just it, it's you got to be real with yourself and say, you know what. It's gonna to go to the school. It's gonna to go to the players and the teams that make money in the basketball team, the football teams. Those are the two money sports. Those are the sports that really carry the NCAA. Yeah, and I agree, I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know it, it's good for them. I, I think it's I think it's a good thing for them to like I said get paid off their likeness. But you know, it definitely as a as an Olympic sport athlete, I'd be like, damn man, I, I I'd love to get some of that, just a little bit of it. You know what I mean? So now, do you think looking back into it because? I think it goes back to this last season for college basketball, right? Where players were playing overseas yeah. in like Europe, right? Um, 
the G League, the, the G League, the Australian New Zealand League, even right. China, yeah. because they weren't getting paid. They're like, I don't want these big nonprofit or like the NCAA nonprofit making money off of me, billions of dollars, millions of dollars. Do you think that's why they pushed it so quick? Because they're like, college athletes will never get paid. Right. You're not going to get paid to sign autographs or right. likeness. Do you think that's what pushed it? To that because they lost a lot of top prospects. Yeah, that's true. In I mean, college basketball, at, football, the hands are tight because you have to play what three years. Yes, yes. And then you can get drafted or play right. professional somewhere else. Yeah, pretty right. much. Is it three or two? I don't. I don't know. Well, it, it's a red. It's a redshirt oh, sophomore right, 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 or right, right. Okay. junior year. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you think that's what made them push it because they I lost so. these top prospects? Yeah, in college I think basketball? so. I think it was kind of like a, a good thing on one end and a good, good bad thing on the other. Like they're like, okay, well, we don't want our athletes getting paid like they are clearly because they've been blocking it for so long the NCAA but on the other hand it's like okay well that'll give us the top prospects to come and play for the Kentuckys and the North Carolinas I mean they were terrible last year so that's not good they want teams like that in the tournaments you know they want big time players and you take a look at Jalen Suggs the guy who was drafted second last week in the NBA draft he was like look I can go and get paid and still be in top prospect playing in the G League against other pros. Yep. So the NCAA kind of looks at it as like a, you know, I don't know what the saying is, but it, it, one half is good, one half is bad because, you know, they're losing a lot of these top prospects too. Like you said, overseas, you know, LaMelo Ball went overseas. He didn't even play a, a, a quarter in college basketball. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it's a good and a bad thing for the NCAA, but I think it's definitely a good thing for the players because, you know, it'll, it'll incentivize them to come to college, even if it is for one year. Um, you know, I personally think that the, I, I've always been under the assumption that the NBA should just if, if you're good enough to go, you should just go. I agree. You know I agree I mean? with that. Like, I do. It, it's just it, like it's just to me, it's just a waste of a scholarship. You know, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of scholarship. Yeah, especially like when you know if you're if you're a top ten recruit, you can even probably yeah, say know. top twenty. You're gonna go off your freshman year. You're right. gonna go for two quarters or a semester in college, right? And you're gonna declare for the draft. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're just taking that extra step right. that you have to take. Which the NBA passed it. I think it's Bronny James. Uh, his senior year is when I think it's coming. Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Yeah. When if you're a top, you're in the top ten recruit and uh, the recruits in the nation, you can make yourself draft eligible. Right. In the NBA, which I think is good. If if you're top ten and you're gonna waste that one year in college. Yeah. Give give it to a give it to a kid that want is gonna actually use the scholarship to right. play and want the education. Right. I I, th- I think they're finally doing it doing it right. Yeah. And they got rid of it. Was it Dwight Howard's was the last I was think the so. last yeah, draft 2004, class? I believe. 2004, 2005 yeah. was when they cut it. And wow. even before like college athletes were going to play overseas or, or like not go to college, Brandon Jennings was the first big name to yeah, do he it. He, he went yeah. to China yeah, yeah. at 18, and then he got drafted, I think, like 13th or something like that. I think yeah. To the to Bucks, the Bucks yep. wasn't it? Yeah, to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And he didn't, like, pave the way. But once they saw, like, I'm going to um, LeVar Ball yeah. promoting his own sons. Right. And after LiAngelo got kicked off the UCLA team, UCLA, he's like, yeah. LaMelo's not going to college. Yeah. He's going to make his money. He's going to make money off his likeness. We're going to start a shoe brand, yeah. and we're going to show you that we can do it right. And yeah. then he was the third pick in last year's draft. Yes, rookie correct. of the year. and. Yep. Who knows going on? I think the escape's gonna the landscape's gonna be a little bit different for college football. Yeah, because like I said, Bryce Young's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hasn't even played it down yet. Well, the quarterbacks, the running backs, those like you know, like like he, would would a, a cornerback get the same amount of attention and likeness? You know what I mean? It's a it's, long snapper, right? You know, a long yeah. snapper's not gonna get paid. I no, mean, you no, can be no. wearing Alabama football on your shirt, right? But you're not. You're not Bryce Young, you know. You're not Najee Harris, who just got drafted. Yeah, it's. I think there's going to be a little bit of locker room drama inside of it because you're going to see players rolling up with Maseratis and bling on the rest oh, in college, man. and then the third stringers or the walk-ons that aren't. Yeah, and I think there should be a cap in it. 
personally. I yeah. think there should be a cap where it's like, all right, you can't top like a hundred thousand. Right. There right. should be some sort of cap. But if you want to exceed that cap, you you uh you void your scholarship so they can pass mm. it on to someone that's not getting the money. So it, it kind of like it it's a balancing act. I feel for like the long snappers, the third stringers. You know, they're on half scholarships or right. walk on stuff like that. Where it's like, okay, I know I'm not going to make the big bucks, but they're recognizing me as a player and a member of this team, not just hmm. the top dogs who that's are making that, that's interesting. seven seven figures where right. it's like, you can pay your tuition. You're going to be out of here in three years if you're making that before you even play a snap. Like so what you're saying young. is if they make a certain amount, they have to lose that in their scholarship. You avoid it. So it's a, you can make up to that point, but if you want to exceed that, because you know you can, mm-hmm. you pay your way. Right, okay. You pay okay. your way, and because you're still having all the amenities that the, the basketball programs are giving you. The football programs are giving you so you're not missing anything like that yeah it's just kind of help help your buddies out you know yeah in, in a way like help I, help help your teammates out but that's not going to happen right you know right. it's just now it's I, I think the floodgates open and there's going to be a lot of drama um it's happening kind of people are pressuring the ncaa about this they yeah. were like so biggest one i would say like terrell prior the Ohio State, they sold their memorabilia the for thing. tattoos. Yeah. It's like, obviously, they didn't care about the ring right. and their memorabilia. They cared more about the tattoos. Right. Why punish them? Right, right. You know, they won it. They didn't, they made money in a way, you know, but it, and then like Reggie Bush. Yeah, I was about to, just about he didn't to say accept the money. His family did. Right. And so it's like, and they, MCW still said no. They still said no. And he's one of the greatest college football players ever. Like, right. I got, you got to see Reggie Bush play. I did. He's one of the most electrifying players. Sure. Of our, I would say our generation in college oh, yeah. football. Oh, sure. And so I just think that there needs to be like a fine line. Like it caps out, but if you want to exceed that amount, you give up your scholarship. Right. And then they can pass it on to someone else. That's definitely interesting. That's really interesting. I think definitely the coaches and I think the NCAA will look into that, no doubt about it. Just like you said, to cap things. But, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I do think play the football team, the basketball team, like from a former college athlete, like I've seen it up close. Like they are the ones that make the money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're the ones that get all the, the gear and the scholarships. And it just is what it is. It's it's just a totem pole. You know what I mean? It's a totem pole of who's at the top, who's at the bottom. But they make so, I mean, dude, they make so much money for the NCAA. Millions. Like, you know, the coaches make millions of dollars. It's just you gotta you gotta give them something, man. Yeah, you know something I mean? in return. Even even players would have been okay with like signing autographs for right. a couple grand. And I get it, you free know? education. They don't have a tough life. I get that, but it's just if, if like you gotta put yourself in their shoes. Like if you're a big player and you're making all this money for a company that isn't gonna give it back to you, you're basically working for free for them. It's like you know, obviously there's gonna be some some friction there. Yeah, and. And people were seeing it too, like with college at like former athletes coming out and saying like, right, like I like I can't remember which basketball player it was within the last year or two, but his family sat down with an agent, mm-hmm. and then they were like, pretty much like you're going to lose your scholarship because you're breaking the terms of being a, a an amateur athlete, right? And the NCAA, and that's where people were pushing it, or like they accepted a meal. There's there's a football player who accepted a meal from an agent. And he was going to go pro, right? Um, in that that after that season, right? And he's just like, I just got my meal paid for. Like, I that's didn't accept it. any money. Yeah, like, I can't go out to lunch with people. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where it came. And then the NCAA was just they were pressured for this. I mean, I can say this now because I'm like not a college athlete anymore. But I remember what they used to. They would give you know when you went to your training camp. So ours was in God, ours was in August, which is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> running it, running in that heat was not fun. But they would give us money to like last us through the training camp, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I I went out and bought some shoes with the money. I remember. You know, and I don't, that could have been a violation. I don't even know, but it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, 
I just kind of felt like, okay, well, you know, I'm working hard for the school and they're giving me money. I'm going to go and do what I want with it, you know? So it's, I don't know, man. It's just like a, such a, you know, a, a good and a bad thing for the NCAA. But I, I do think they should, you know, the basketball players, the football players, you know, they should get something. Yeah, I, top I, baseball programs, yeah, top right. um, programs like that. like Yeah, because they're going to be marketed. Oh, yeah. And even like LeBron James, like big athletes like him, like on his show The Shop, he had the the, the governor of California on. This was like last year, but he signed a, a bill saying that you know his state's athletes could get paid off their likeness. So, I mean, it's everybody's really. It's into a move it. in the right direction yeah. for for everyone for sure for amateur to pros. Um, which college do you think is going to benefit the most from this? Well, football definitely Alabama. We've seen that, you know. Um, I think the big time schools, the Michigan maybe, um. You know, uh, Florida, all the SEC teams, which, of course, you know, we got to talk about the SEC a little bit. But, (laughs) yeah, the powerhouse schools, you know. But with basketball, the Kansases, North Carolinas, the Kentuckys, of course. Kentucky's probably going to be the number one. Um, So it's going to be the big schools. You know, you might see some, you know, small major school, uh, what is it, mid-major schools get it. Because, again, like some mid-major schools are in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So it's like they're going to get their faces on stores and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. The little athletes win. The the little school gets to win. Yeah. I say one school to watch out for just across the landscape for college. USC. Okay. There's a lot of money in Los Angeles. There's a lot of marketing. It's the media capital of the world. And I think a lot of athletes are going to stay in California, stay home because of that instead of going to Texas or the East Coast or the SEC. And that's been the problem with them. It's once these once USC had that, that little downfall after like the Pete Carroll era, a lot of athletes went to like Florida, to Alabama, to Auburn, to all the SEC schools, and they weren't able to even recruit in their own state anymore. They had to branch out like up here to Washington, Oregon, Colorado, where they've never had that problem because if you're a homegrown Cali boy, you stayed in Cali and you heard it from from the likes of like college basketball players, football players. You went to UCLA or USC and then you went pro like you stayed home. You were homegrown. And that's not the case anymore because there was just other opportunities elsewhere right. around the college landscape. And I think USC is going to make a big turnaround just in sports in general. Warm, warm weather year round. And they're they're a big they're a big school. They're they're in a power five conference. And they're one of the biggest most recognizable school still in the nation, even if they're not winning, like people know who the USC Trojans are. Right. And I think they're, I think they're going to benefit not the most. I still think like, like you said, Alabama, Florida, I think Duke, Duke, Kentucky for basketball, even Syracuse. I throw Syracuse in there being, being in New York. I think blue blood school, blue blood school. Um, you would know more than me for like that, but they're a little bit more upstate. Correct. Oh yeah. But they're, they, they're, but in they're the still, of, they're still the, be able to market themselves. at Syracuse. Yeah, it's Syracuse right. You know? They're in the middle of nowhere up there, but they used to be a biggie school. I mean, Carmelo Anthony went there. Yeah. My I mean, fair player. Yeah. And, um, and so I just, like I said, USC, I think they're going to make a big impact in this, just with the the money in Los Angeles and everything going forward. There's just more marketable opportunities for the athletes outside of the school with 100%. to sign with whoever they want. Now. They can sign with an agency and be like, put me out there. I'll, I'll do a promo for, for this, for this product, this product. I'll do whatever you want, pretty much. Right. You know, a school I think we're forgetting about is Oregon. Ah, you Nike. Know, because yeah. of Nike, man. I mean, it's it, the Nike headquarters is there. You know, they already get, like, all the newest and freshest gear and all that. You know what I'm saying? So I think they'll benefit just by that, just by yeah. having Phil Knight as the, the guy to go to. Oh, yeah, know? Daddy Phil's got it going for them up there. <laughs> and Eugene, Eugene's a, it's a nice town. It's have a nice been? city. I've been there oh, before. Oh, yeah, okay. But, I mean, it's not Los Angeles. No. <laughs> is it a nice city, though? It's all right. Is it, like, I mean, a city city? or is it, it, It's like eh, it's kind of like Yakima in a way. Nice, oh, okay. nice version of Yakima. Okay, all right. So all right. I've been to Oregon. I've been to Medford. I went to vacation at, um, what the hell was it called? Crater Lake, I think. Okay. 
And that was really cool. That was beautiful. But that was in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, my God. I, I thought Oregon was going to be all these trees. And it, it looks like here kind of with the yeah. de- desert, you know. I know you think coming from the East Coast, you yeah. think, oh, the, 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 trees. the evergreens and the rain. <laughs> and then our side of the state's all desert. And then right, the right. west side of the state's all the evergreens yeah. and the rain and all that. I did adjust to that, too. I thought the whole state of Washington was trees and all that, but obviously not. But, no, it's, it's all good. All right, so let's move on to the SEC, man. I mean, they are making waves, not particularly them, but but Texas and Oklahoma, you know, basically saying, hey, what is it, 2025 the first year it would be? That's would I think that's what they're pushing for. I think it's going to happen sooner, though. They want to go to the SEC. They want to play in the best conference, football conference in the world, no doubt, especially in college in college football. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, initial thoughts. I think it's bad for, for college football. Or not even college football, just college sports in general. Because now it's turning to everyone's going to want to go to the SEC. And there's rumors they're trying to pry Ohio State and Michigan. Really? Oh, man. Out of the Big Ten. Oh, my God. And this... I mean, it's going to benefit Texas more because they've kind of been just kind of middle of the pack below Oklahoma the last, I would say the last decade. Yeah. And and it's like Texas A&M, when they went to the SEC, Johnny Football, mm-hmm. you know, they they kind of took off. What year they, did they go? Do you know? I think it's 2012. Okay. 2012, 2013. It was the early 2010s. So they were in the Big 12. They were in the Big 12. Right, and then they right. went to the SEC. Okay. And then when they left, West Virginia came to the Big 12. Okay. Which is really random because yeah, West right, Virginia's on the, the East Coast. Coast. Yeah, it's literally on it's East of the Plains. See, place, that, so. that's the one thing, not to cut you off, that's the one thing I don't understand is like, how can an Ohio State play in a conference that's the Southern, Southeastern Conference? That just makes no sense to me. And if you get a, you get a waiver, you waive your TV rights and you say, we don't want to accept money past this point, kind of what Oklahoma and Texas are doing. Like, Texas, they had it made with the Big 12 when they were winning, like, the Colt McCoy era, Vince Young. I mean, even Kevin Durant's basketball era. Yeah. Even there, a little bit after, they were they were still good. They were relevant in the Big 12. They're still—it was Texas, you know? It was the yeah. Longhorn, so, Longhorn Nation. Yeah, Longhorn Network. And, like, exactly, they started their own network because they were even trying to go to the Pac-12 at one point when USC was at the top. And that was—I want to say it was the Colt McCoy era. They were trying to push for that before they signed that big deal. Right. And then— the Pac-12, like, they nixed it. Like, no, we don't want that. We're not expanding. And instead of bringing Texas on, they brought uh, Utah and Colorado, oh. which I would have taken Texas any day over Right, of course. Or yeah. even Boise State. There's there's rumors for Boise State, and they nixed that too. Right. Which would have benefited Boise State back in that era sure. when they were they were like, oh, they don't play tough enough teams, so we're just going to make them play TCU for three straight years in a Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but to get back, I think it's bad. I think it's bad for, for college sports because you're taking away the dynamic of just, like, the structure it's like they're not even in the southeast they're right there heart of the big 12 and now the big 12 is going to hurt from it now you got to get teams to or colleges to sign in like like houston or smu or you know even a smaller d2 school so they have to replace them they have to replace them they don't have to but they're going going to to, i think houston will leave houston's been trying to get into a bigger conference for a while now the bigger they've grown um, SMU's a reach, but it's just there in Texas. Right. I can't think of any small schools over in Oklahoma yeah. besides besides Oklahoma and like Oklahoma State. I mean Tulsa, but they're I, I can't remember what conference they're in right now. Now is this is this just a play from Oklahoma and, and Texas to make money? You know, I think what it's mean? money. I think it's money because and it's it, competition. But I mean, I'm saying like if they go to the SEC and they play like LSU and Alabama and Florida, like those are like some tough opponents. You know, like yeah. I feel like they'd have an easier route making a championship game playing in the Big Twelve, but like you said, it's just all about money, right? I want I want to say money, and I think it's 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 always money. Right. Everything always revolves around money, of course. And there's more money in the SEC than there is the Big Twelve, right? But when you're winning, the more money you make. So sure. if Texas is winning seven games in the Big Twelve, 
what are they going to do in the SEC when they're playing Oklahoma? You know, now they're always playing Oklahoma and the, the Red River rivalry mm-hmm. and all that. But now you got to play Alabama at least once a year. You got to play LSU once a year. You got to play Texas A&M now, who you've not avoided, but they were out of your conference for mm-hmm. a long time now. Um, Florida, they're. Who else is in the SEC? I mean, even Arkansas, they're a middle yeah, of the road pack. Mississippi State, they're yeah. no joke. Ole, Ole Miss, Miss is no yeah, joke. Yeah. It's you got these good, even average SEC teams are probably gonna beat Texas. I don't I think it's a bad move for Texas in general. That's what I think too. And I, I think they should just let Oklahoma leave and then you become yeah, because Oklahoma is going to be a good, really yeah, good team. They're going to be good no matter they have what. They have Spencer Rattler. He's probably going to be the number one pick, and he's really good. But Texas, again, I feel like Texas is a school since the Vince Young era that's been trying to get back to that that nostalgia. You know what I mean? Well, they had it for Colt McCoy there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, true. Like, and then you had the Earl Thomas era mm-hmm. when he played there. Um, but after that, it's kind of they just went downhill. It's just like their recruits are going to Alabama. They, the SEC, the big top dog schools like Auburn, LSU, and Florida and Alabama were able when they were picking off the recruits from from Texas. Like right. I was saying with like California, it was the same thing in Texas. They had this homegrown talent like football. You live, eat, breathe football. Yeah. Like you hear about it in tech. Two a days from like grid kids up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and they were picking those 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 uh those athletes, those recruits to go to these SEC schools. So they were losing that top competition. Right. And somehow Oklahoma was able to prize some of them too. So they lose from their surrounding area. They can't even get their own top recruits. They've had to branch out too. And it's just they're already a middle of the road pack right now in the Big Twelve. And I don't I just think it's a bad move for Tech. Oklahoma, it's great. That's what I was about to say. You've won ten games a year since Sam Bradford. I, I don't think they've Sam Bradford. Since the Sam Bradford era. Even before that, I don't remember who their quarterback was before Sam Bradford. I think they had Adrian Peterson back in those days. Yeah, Adrian Peterson was you right know? before that. Yep. That's yeah. right. That Adrian Peterson. But they've been good. I mean, they've been able to to recruit. They're a big school, big name, and besides their defense, I mean, they're going to drop 50 points on yeah. the team. Like, that's almost a gimme, and I that's it where makes, it's going to hurt them a little bit. Right. It makes sense for Oklahoma, in my opinion, because, again, you're if you beat the SEC teams, then there's no doubt you're in the top four, which they've been in a couple, you know, the past couple of years. Um, did they make it last year? I don't remember. They did. I think they made the like, last three out of the last four. When they had Jalen Hurts, I remember that. Um, and Hurts and then Mayfield. Yeah, but then when, when Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma played Alabama in that uh, semifinal, they got waxed. Yeah. So it, it, I, I think they're going to have to re- recruit the hell out of these players, but you know, I think it's a good move for Oklahoma. But for Texas, like you said, it, it, it's you're going to lose. It's like I, I like to – and I'm not saying in any way that Texas is Rutgers – but no. <laughs> Ru- you know, but Rutgers was in the Big East. They decided to move to the Big Ten, and they can't even beat a Big Ten school. I mean, maybe they've done it a couple of times since moving there. And but Rutgers is New York, correct? Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. And that's what the big the Big Ten's pretty much right there. The like Minnesota, yeah, Michigan, Ohio, Ohio State, Indiana, yeah. and um. But again, why did they do it? For the, money. The money. You the know, money. I mean? they're like, like, we're gonna lose. We're gonna go zero and ten all season, but we're getting paid more just playing these schools. Yeah. And I think because like you see like Alabama will play like FCS schools, teams like kind of like Eastern, you know, and like schools like that yeah. or Eastern Oregon, smaller schools, Jacksonville State, yeah. you know, teams like that where it's like if you you guys complain you play these teams early in the season because your schedule's so hard. Why are you bringing Oklahoma and Texas in? Because yeah. like we said, we agreed on one money, but two, I think they should have to play in conference. You don't get any out of conference games, yeah. which the NCAA would never allow. No, you, can, no. you can't hurt your blue bloods of football. No, you, know, you, right? can't. you can't do that. You got to have them in the top four. But it's it's just, you need to get rid of the FCS games. You want you want more competition, you should have to play them. You yeah. just play in and conference. there's enough teams now. You have 16 teams right. now in that conference. Right. You, you just alternate the ones that aren't in your division 
every every like they do for every every okay. conference play. Mm-hmm. But you play you play inside. It's like oh, Kansas in the Big Twelve, but like Mississippi State's hit or miss. Ole Miss, they're a seven one team. Texas is probably gonna be a six seven Tennessee team. And... Tennessee teams like that where it's like. Other than like Auburn, LSU, well, even Auburn has some down years where they win like five games. It's like, well, is this over? Right. And then the next year they come back, they win eleven games, and yeah, they upset Alabama once every you know three or four years. Yeah, they they, they <laughs> do yeah. one upset game. Yeah, and, yeah. And Florida, they're still top dog. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, who's next? Miami. You right. know, are they in the southeastern conference now? Technically, because Florida they're in the southeast, two hours away. You know, they're right. they're more south than right than um Texas is. Yeah. And I just think it's bad because. If if you're gonna do that to make a powerhouse conference where it's like if they do expand the playoff to say the was the 16 teams they're talking about mm-hmm. are seven teams from the SEC gonna be in is it not gonna be fair where if you win a power five right. you get in so like say Oregon or UW wins the Pac-12 if like Ohio State will get in they're gonna be in no matter what if they win or lose because they're just that good yeah one, they could lose one game they could lose know? one game yeah. beginning or later in the season they're like well Ohio State had a it was a fluke game they lost to like Michigan or Michigan right. State right um. I mean, like, uh, not Big East football, but even like uh, ACC. Clemson's top dog. Florida State's good. I mean, they're eight, Clemson's always going to make it. Yeah, it's one, they're going to have one down year, and every team does. But with Dabble, Dabble over there, I think it's going to be they're going to be top dog for a while in the ACC. In the ACC, yeah. Miami's coming up with that whole NIL now. I think they're going to bring some guys in. I think sure. Miami's going to be up there. Not they're not going to beat Clemson. They're going to be a 10-11 win team again. I feel just with that going on. Um, What's it do for like teams like Notre Dame, who stays independent, mm-hmm. so they can play whoever they want? Yeah. Why don't Why don't you just make every school independent, and you make your own schedule, right? Right. And then go from there. Yeah, that's another question. What is Notre Dame going to do? Like you said, I think now they have to join a conference. Yeah, right. Because they've been getting lucky, kind of playing the easier route. They yeah. play like Oklahoma State or Wazoo, you know, teams like that beginning of the year, and well, then they beat one good team at the end of the year. Right, and that's the thing. It's like you know, now with, with more competition, schools like Notre Dame are going to get left out because they're not playing the big. They're not playing the Alabamas in a, in a normal schedule. You know, no, what I mean? but the Alabamas also don't want to play them to right. start the season. I know because it's so, it's so you can't, weird. You man. can't risk it because yeah. back during like the Kellen Moore era. Boise State was trying. Like, Oregon, these teams, UW, they were trying for years. Like, not like Alabama, but like the, the SEC schools. Like, so, like, LSU, Auburn, teams like that. And they were like, no, no, they're like, no, 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 we don't want to do it. it it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the loss of their record. Because if they lose that game. They don't want to play competition. It benefits, basically. Be, exactly. They don't want to play competition from <laughs> yeah. other. They don't want to lose to a Pac-12 school right, or, right. A, or a Mountain West school like Boise State. Like, I don't think they were ever going to beat Alabama. But I think they could have beaten Auburn in that in that Kellen Moore era. They could have beaten a, a Florida. They, they were good. I mean, they were good. They upset Oklahoma years ago. Mm-hmm. The what was it? The flea flicker? Yeah, the backwards flea flicker. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was just um, during the their, um, was it the uh, the the bowl that's in Arizona. Fiesta Bowl, yeah, it? right. Yes, or yes. was it the PlayStation? Was it the PlayStation? Whatever, Fiesta yeah, Bowl it was back a Fiesta then, Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just, it's gonna hurt teams like Notre Dame. Yeah. It's gonna hurt the Pac-12 more. Well, let's let's um, let, let's. This is my next question, college football related. You know, they're expanding. Well, they're talking about expanding to eight. It was sixteen. Oh, 16. I, I think, wow. I think they need to, to bump it to like smaller margin. Go from go to eight, then, yeah, then like too. twelve yeah, to I sixteen. Think so too. I it's like kind of like the the paying athletes. They're feeling pressure now because now your fans are the viewership went down a little bit the last couple of years because it's always Oklahoma, always Clemson, yeah. Alabama, Ohio State, yep. and a lot of. A lot of viewers, and I see, you saw it on Twitter and social media. Like Ohio State played six games and they got in. The really good team, 
really good team, but everyone else played full conferences. Yeah, so they why so should, Ohio State was fresher. Exactly. Yeah. Like why why couldn't Oregon, who played eight games, deserve when they just won the Pac-12 outright, lost one game? Right. Or in like Clemson, they played a full season. Alabama played a full season. Ohio State was good. But I don't. I think they were kind of just they were given it, and a lot of teams thought that. Then they smacked Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just like because they were a good team, but it's like your guys were more rested mm-hmm. going in because COVID and all that. They yeah. weren't even supposed to have a season. Right. Like, them yeah. in the Pac-12, SEC said, "No football, we're going for it." You know, <laughs> and that pressure. COVID, what we're going for? Right, it, you know, right, and right, a- right. ACC followed. I think yeah. they they played two games less. Yes, but then like the Pac-12, they're like, "All right, we're going to do it." We don't even. Not even for like even playoff implement or anything like that. It's kind of like our I, athletes want to play, so right. we're gonna let them play. We'll follow the procedures that SEC and the ACC are following to see if it works for us. I think it, because they're expanding the A teams, I think that's why schools like Oklahoma want to go to the mm-hmm. to the SEC because if they have a better shot of getting into the into the playoff, they're like, okay, well, why don't we make more money and then play better competition? We have a better chance of making the top eight, you know. Yeah. So. You could lose three games and still get in because you lost to Alabama yeah. and Florida and LSU no, if they're really good that year. It's like what, what is with college football, man? I don't know. I, it's like <laughs> they they had a system where they had the BCS system, which was like you know you basically can't lose a game. You know you, you have to go undefeated. If you go undefeated, you're one of the top teams. But it's like we saw that year that Notre Dame played Alabama and the, and the BCS. That was the last year of it. They got smacked. Destroyed. Was that the Manti Teo era? Yes. Was that was that was yes? It, was it that team? Yeah, he was the star of the team. So it it, it just. I don't know what it, it's like. I just think that they should have just adopt not sixty four teams, but just have more teams in the playoffs. Just start, just start it. You just start a round robin in your conference, and yeah. it's just from there, and you just keep going to your champion. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I've ne- to be honest with you, I've never because I mean I went to Seton Hall. They didn't have a football team, so if they had a football team, I'd probably be a Seton Hall fan. But this is why I can't really get into college football because it's the same damn teams every year. Yeah, and and that's where they're they're feeling like I said the, the pressure to they have to expand now yeah. because teams are. It's like you're not going to knock Alabama if they lose one game. Alabama's top dog. Everyone has a bad day. Yeah. And they do realize that. Like, I think Alabama didn't win their conference, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, and they no, made they it, And then they won. Last year they did. Yeah. But it's like they're good. They lost to – who was it? Was it LSU? Was it the Joe Burrow? I think it's the Joe Burrow. They won it. But yeah. they beat Alabama. It's like, okay, you just lost the number one team in the nation, and you were third. Right. Like – we're not going to fault you for that. And you can't leave Alabama out at that point. Yeah. I mean, you can to kind of make a point, but like, well, a loss is a loss. Because, mm. like, if Oregon or USC or even Clemson, I think if Clemson was to lose so late in the season, they'd be like, oh, that sucks. You know, you shouldn't have yeah. lost. Because your competition's know. easy all the way until you get to your conference championship. Yeah. Then you lose to a team like, say, Florida State, who's like, Eight and five, right, and then it right. just knocks your hopes out. I just think the, the, the it's just so obvious. Like the NCAA wants the big teams in there; they just do. I yeah. mean, they're not going to give a shot to Boise State, and it's just I don't know. I just think it's just such a weird system to me. I, I agree, and it's the the, the expansions. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but there, I think there's so. got to be some like it's there's got to be a little bit of like a point system. I guess right. you know, like, like doing soccer or something, like that. something like that. You know, kind of yeah. like something like that where it's like a point system. Like, all right, you played. Six top ten teams, which is possible now in the SEC yeah. coming oh, up. Yeah. You're you you're you're number one ranked, and then you know from there. I think they they need to have a ranking system, kind of like the the uh, NCAA tournament for basketball, mm-hmm. where pretty much you win, the but committee. we go yeah. we go off of pretty much your competition, right? Your uh, throughout the year, your wins, losses, and and all that, and that dictates where you rank. Yeah, there's like there's not a perfect science to it, but you can get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can get to a good place where. It's not the same four teams every year, you know, or the same two teams in the four. 
I, I just I don't know, man. I just I just think college football has always had a bad metric system of rating who's good, who's bad. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, and, and it got to like like the BCS what it started in like the '90s, like when the Hurricanes were your Hurricanes, yeah. the Huskies. You yeah, know, yeah, um, they were winning it. And it's just like, but they were the only two undefeated teams, so it made sense. That, but then you didn't even yeah. play. It's just if you were ranked number one, you were crowned the national yeah, champion. Yeah, right. It's like, what and the that's hell where they're like, well, because I think the year you double, I think it was in, in 1990. Okay, Al, or not Alabama? Excuse me. Miami was also undefeated, so they were co-national champions. I right. Think I don't like that. It's I don't like, like that either. What it's is like, that? And then they started. Then then they started the BCS. Was it the late 90s? Yeah. When you okay. You're going to play these bowl games now. There's also money. You know, we oh, talk sure, a lot sure. on this podcast, money implementing everything. <laughs> right. It is the money and podcast. money makes the world go around, especially yeah. college sports. Oh, yeah. And, and that's when they started playing the bowl games. I think the first crowned BCS champion was the 2000 Sooners. Okay. I think it was them. I think it was the first I actual BCS uh, national championship was them. It's it right in that era. Yeah. But then from there, it's like, okay, like them or the Hurricanes, you know, they're undefeated. They need to go for the title. Right. You know, the second best teams play in the Fiesta Bowl or or the the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Sugar games, Bowl the Sugar Bowl, yeah. games like that. Where it's okay, you got the ten, top 10 teams actually playing for, for something. It's not just, okay, you went undefeated, so did you. Here's your participation award. Yeah. You're a co-national champion, which no one wants that. Right. No one wants that. Right. And so there was, it was right for a while because it's like, You'd have the one like USC. They'd always go undefeated, and then they they'd win it. And then they played Texas, who was also undefeated. And Texas was the underdog. They weren't even supposed to be within ten points, and they upset them. Yeah. And so that's when it was it was good. I felt that was a good era of the BCS. Yeah. Boise State upset Oklahoma. You know, right? You in, had in actual game. upsets. Yep. Yeah. TCU got their shine too in that era. Right. In the BCS. Okay, you went undefeated. We're gonna pair you against this team or this team from this conference. See how you do. And they're smoking them. And they're like, all right, we'll give you more respect. Now you're going to play in the Big Five Bowls, you know, the the New Year's Day Bowls, and they're still winning. But you're not going to play for national championship because you're not right. you're not good enough. Yeah. But and that's when they put the college football playoff in. But now it's the same four teams. Yeah. And then one random, one random, we'll get in like Florida State. You saw once. Yeah. Auburn, you saw once. I believe it was. Yeah. But it's pretty much been Ohio State. Every, Alabama, ever since <laughs> Clemson, UW made it one year. Yeah, that's got right. smoked that's, by Alabama. Yeah. It was just like, oh, God, I was I happy they that. made it, you know, go for the PNW. But it's just like, you weren't going to beat Alabama. No, you, no. You, you weren't going to beat Alabama. So basically, I, I think expansion is good. I think we agree on that. And um, I hope they do it, man. I really do. Because I'm sick of, I mean, it's like, it's so predictable. It's just a predictable sport. Yep. Give the give the top four, the top four teams of the nation a buy. Yes. If you do that and then go from there. Award them for their for their effort. Yeah, sure, to, sure, sure. To be the top like they four do in the, the NFL. Nation. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then right. you get a buy and then you go from there. Okay. And just instead of well, how they do it now where it's like, oh, this is this bowl game, it's this bowl game, just each one's each one's a new bowl game or mm-hmm. the, each round and then you crown it. They already I think teams would rather know like, okay, we thought we were good yeah. until we played right. a big school. Right. Like like yes. those those mid major schools, like a Houston, a Boise State. Um, who was the who was the team that crowned themselves national champions? Oh, UCF. UCF, and then they got, and then they the <laughs> next they played Auburn, and then they, they got you know, smoked. And then yeah. they got smoked, and it's just Stop like they it. were an eight-win team yeah. in the SEC. It's just like, well, so it gives the smaller schools a chance to be like, all right, put up or shut up. But then it right. gives the power the the big schools like, all right, now we really got to earn it because we're not just playing two games where we're champions. We got to play like three or four right, right. against good quality teams there you go. going forward. There you go. So hopefully college football, get your act together. Let's see what happens with expansion. If it happens or not, I think we both agree it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, we'll see, man. It'll make it more fun for sure. All right. So we've talked a lot of college. 
Let's move on to the other big story, which was probably one of the craziest trade deadlines in the MLB I've ever seen. What, 11 All-Stars this yeah. year got traded? My Mets got two of them, right? Well, yeah, they got Baez. Which was a good pickup. Yeah, Which was sure. a great pickup. And yeah. he homered in his first game. Yeah, he did. He homered last night. And yeah. they brought back the black jerseys. Yes. Oh, Those so happy beautiful. about that. Because I, I have a black Mets hat. Uh, back in my hometown, that and I was wearing it for years, and everybody's like, "Well, they don't wear those anymore." I'm like, "I know, I know," but yeah, they brought those back, which is good. But yeah, man, I mean, all these, all, I mean, they just completely tore apart the Cubs. You know, all the all stars on the Cubs win, and uh, obviously the you know we'll keep it here in in uh, in, in the PNW. Uh, Kendall Graveman got traded, and that was that was that was a steal for Houston. Yeah. It was dumb on Seattle's part, and they it? were pl- the thing that I don't understand is they were playing Houston, <laughs> and they just traded him to you. Like here you go, just go across the across the hall. And it wasn't just like some some backup, right? Right. It's arguably the top reliever setup man in the MLB. I think he's given up three runs in thirty three innings. Yeah. Like, I just think they don't pay attention to him because he plays in Seattle. You know, they should. But it was that know. now they're getting that spotlight. Now they're they're two and a half games back. They're tied with the Yankees for a wild card spot. Which, yeah, how about the that? Yankees, I think the Yankees. People are saying the Dodgers won won the tr- the the trade deadline with mm-hmm. uh, Max Scherzer and Trey and Turner. Uh, Trey yep. Turner. But they're already stacked. They're just stacking. They're 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 buying their championship like the people say the Yankees do. Yeah. But the Yankees getting Rizzo and Gallo was huge. Yeah. That yeah, was what, huge. So what are your top takeaways from that? Is that one of your top takeaways? I think the worst trade was. Was Graveman to Houston? Okay, but to add to that, Seattle's been known to trade players during a series to oh really to a rival. They traded Ichiro during the middle of a four game homestand back in I think it was two thousand to the Yankees two thousand eleven or twelve. Right, and they trade him like right before first pitch. Right, like, oh, oh really? Here you go. You're yeah, Yankee that now. was one thing I noticed. Like you know, Chris Bryant got told right before the game, and you know he's, he's all cr- suited up, and yeah, and he's like emotional about it, and and Anthony Rizzo was emotional, but it's like they really don't wait. They just tell you, all right, you're out of here. Yep, and that kind of <laughs> comes with the business too. But, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and, but no, what the Yankees picking up, and I, and you're an East Coast guy. I know you go for the Mets, but do you deep down do you kind of root for the Yankees, or is it kind of like no, a, I, you know I'm not one. I'm not honestly. I'm really not a Yankee hater to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, a lot of my other Met fan friends are, but you know I, I don't necessarily root for them, but. If they are playing well, I'm not like, ah, you know, I'm all pissed off. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, but I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought what you said earlier, teams buying their championships, like the Dodgers are doing that. Obviously, you know, they're stacking up. Uh, the the White Sox, they have two of the best closers in the league now. What is yeah, with that? The White Sox, they're they're that sneaky team. I think think they have the number one record right yeah, now. Yeah, they do. Best record in the, a- in in the, the AL, AL. I believe so. I think they're one game ahead of Boston. Okay, I think it is right now, and actually. I think the Rays just topped Boston, didn't they? Yeah, By yesterday. I think yeah. I saw the they beat them the yesterday. Standings yesterday, Boston and and we're talking what is a Sunday? They beat them Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um and like Boston's number one in the wild card with like sixty three wins. That's right. insane. Yeah, that's insane. Well, that's I mean that the AL East is basically going to have a wild card team, no doubt yeah, about it. They might have both spots. That's what I'm saying. And the yeah. Yankees, and I think the Yankees with the Gallo pickup because Gallo alone as a lefty batter because everyone knows right field. Is is it's home run heaven for lefty hitters yeah. and like Robinson Cano players like that. Even Mark Teixeira, Mark Te- Mark Teixeira had career years at Yankee Stadium when he was playing with them because the right field it's it's That's more short man. It's a lefty's ballpark, kind of like Seattle for Griffin. They built it for Griffin. He's like, ah, I'm gonna go play with my dad in Cincy. Yeah, you know, so they built didn't, this- Griffin didn't like it hitting in, in Seattle. He didn't. He didn't. The humidity, it's hard to hit the ball out, supposedly, and all right, that. Because you need the ocean. It's not Colorado, yeah. right? You no, know, no, no, where no. the ball just soars and it just keeps going. Uh, but back to the Yankees real quick. The Gallo had more home runs himself. I think it was twenty. It was twenty five going into the All Star break or before this deadline. Right. Then the whole left handed hitting 
lineup for the Yankees wow. total. They yeah, had like the Yankees 21. didn't have a lot of lefties. No, and they had good like they traded for um Rogan Odor. Yeah. Good lefty, solid, solid infielder. But he's he's not gonna be the one to drive and run. Yeah, he's, power he's, a, hitter, he's a good yeah. uh defensive shortstop, sure. second baseman, utility player. Where it's like they got him for cheap. But now it's like, you know, we're we're right there. We're two and a half games back from at least a wild card. We got to make this push. And Rizzo's been tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Rizzo has two home runs. I Already. think it's two games. Like yeah. his first at bat, I think, was a home run. Yeah. And it's that's what the Yankees were missing was power hitters on the left side. Because Gardner's not a power hitter. No. He's that I'm gonna bat 260, 270, mm-hmm. get on base, and I'm great in the outfield. Yeah. And he's also old school Yankee, you know, groomed through the system. He's gonna retire a Yankee. They're not just gonna let him go. You know, but they needed that that power on the left side, and they got it with Gallo and Rizzo. And and then Boston took Schwarber. Yeah. Which I thought because there were rumors going around that um Boston was gonna land Rizzo, which if Boston landed Rizzo, I would have said they could have beat they could have beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if they meet in the World Series. Where Schwarber was kind of like a ah we missed out on Gallo and yeah, we missed out backup on plan. it was the it was like the backup to the backup right and because they didn't need a Chris Bryant they didn't need a Javi Baez they didn't need players like that well, they who's needed, their leadoff hitters Kike Hernandez right yeah he, he's a solid player he's you know? solid but Schwarber I will say he's been tearing the cover off the he ball has. lately he you has. Know and, so, and just to say that's a backup to a backup yeah that's saying how crazy this trade deadline was yeah true true and like Chris Bryant went to San Francisco and. That's gonna be crazy. Like him and Ling- where are you gonna put Longoria now? Because Longoria's their third baseman. Yeah, that's true. And, well, you, can, and well, you don't have a DH. Yeah, that's right. And well, he can play the all the outfield though. I will, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not get, gonna get rid of his bat and right. a veteran presence going into it. Like you're you're chasing. Not you're not chasing, but you're trying to be that one step ahead of the Dodgers, and you are right now. And that I think that put him right there. But that's gonna be a hard lineup to beat in LA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and San Diego, they're really good. And I think like with the buying championship. What we were saying, I think LA sees they have to win now with that young talent in San Diego. Yeah, because oh, they're, yeah. they're not going anywhere. And the Giants, man, the Giants, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to worry about the Diamondbacks. They're no, lo- no, they're no. like the Mariners. They're a lost cause, right? Yeah, now. of you course. Know, they're a lost cause, no, you don't got to worry about them. But LA, they they have the money, and they know. But it's a win now. Like we can't lose with these players under contract because if we're if we're losing, you can kiss Mookie Betts by. You can kiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The whole what, what's going on with Trevor Bauer? Could you imagine if he was in the lineup with right. Scherzer and like Trayter and all these guys? It's just like scumbag, man. Yeah, it's just it's just great. It's just crazy with like what's going on with him. Yeah, you know. But then it's like you get one better in Max Scherzer. Yeah, which I think is, so. I think he's like, better than him for sure. He, he is, and Bauer was good, but it's just like he was. There was just something missing this season, and Scherzer. Um, the Nationals had a down year, is what it was, oh, yeah. and they're just like, Terrible. you know what? We got rid of Harper. We won a title. We're we're gonna rebuild. Yeah, now. teams are just teams that are selling are just really trying to save money for. Yeah, but they're also getting a lot of prospects back. Yeah, so exactly. I really think they're counting on these prospects to play well. And that's the thing about the MLB with me. It's like you never know what you're getting with those guys. No, you know. So it's it's a big risk in my opinion. But I, I mean, what are the Dodgers gonna do with their shortstop situation now? <sighs> that's you a know? tough one. I I guess you just evaluate who does better. Going, <laughs> right. if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you win a World Series. Because there's room. Because I think Corey Seager's a free agent after this year. I, I'm not sure. I think he's a free agent after this season, but Turner's still under contract. So it's like if he doesn't want to stay, you're not hurting. Right. If anything, you didn't upgrade, but you just filled that spot with someone who's you could say arguably better than Seager, and that's saying a lot. Because Seager's top, really notch. good. Yeah. And you know and he's, he just he's returned, gonna, and he's going to test free agency. Okay. And 
And I hope Seattle makes a push for him to pair him and his brother up because they need they be need awesome. some young talent That'd with the young awesome. talent they have. Yeah. And I, I I was a little upset with the Mariners not making a push. I was. Yeah, you're me you're too. right there. I get your banking on your young talent with with Trammell and and Lewis and all these young guys, but I got a question to Poto at this point. I I think not sabotaging, but it's just like he's like I think he's on his way out. I think he's gonna go to a bigger market. Hey, who is this? Uh, Depoto, their GM. Oh, okay. It's like because I mean, there's a lot of people are questioning the trade, and it, it's like people don't think it's a big trade. Talk about the Kendall that, Graveman, yeah, trade? and that's no. that's huge. And it's like you don't you get nothing in return. Like Castillo got shelled his first yeah. outing with the Maryland. I think he, yeah. well, there's a reason why the Rays got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the Rays are they're Good like team. thank you, you know, right. thank you for getting rid of this reliever that that was doing that what he's doing. You guys now giving up home runs. He's yeah. giving up earned runs. And Graveman was top notch. He's top three. You could argue he's. He's the best reliever um, set up man in well, baseball. One of them, yeah, for sure. And Houston was like, thanks. You know, <laughs> right. th- thanks. You probably just solidified us an AOS title and possibly a World Series championship because that's all they were missing was, oh, a, was a reliever. Don't, don't the Astros play in the Seattle's division? Yeah, exactly. Oh, division God. rival. And it's like, you like Boston doesn't trade with New York. The Yankees, yeah. You, know, like, what, you, what are you don't doing? see Chicago trading across town with the White Sox. You yeah. Don't see, you don't see even Houston trading with like the Rangers in Texas. You don't see the Giants doing deals with the Dodgers or right. the Padres, vice versa. You just you don't see that. And it's like the Mariners, it's just like, what are you doing? At this point, you're going on to 20 years so, not making the playoffs. Right, and tw- this is yeah. your one year with young talent. And they were clicking. You had a good locker room presence with, all, with everyone, good relationship, a camaraderie, if you want to call it that. And this trade just kind of broke that. And they're like, dude, can we trust ownership? Can we trust our can we trust our skip? Can we trust the GM? Right. I think DePoto's out. I think so I, too. I because he he's like, you know what? I'm out anyways. I don't care. Cause he came from I mean, is he trying to like sabotage the team? You know I think I mean? it was like, a you sabotage know? Is, and that, that's a it's a little bit of a reach, but it's just like you got nothing in return. You traded to a division rival. You're winning. This is the most exciting baseball we've seen probably since Felix Hernandez threw yeah. his perfect game. Yes. You know, I mean, like you could say like the Robinson Cano era when they were p- competing, yeah. but it's like they would always fizzle team, out. They, they you fizzle know. out and lose the Blue Jays yeah. or the A's like they do every year now to miss the wild card. And you have a young, exciting team who all love playing together. They're clicking on all cylinders. Hanniger's going to hit 30, 35 plus home runs this season probably yeah, yeah. When, when he's healthy. And um, Lewis is finally starting to get his stride going from that injury to begin the season. Trammell's killing it. I mean, even uh, Kikuchi's doing all right as a, as an ace. You know, I was surprised they didn't make a move for just even like a middle of the road starting yeah. pitcher. So they, Gonzalez, I'm gonna say right, Gonzalez is trash. That's the worst free agent Marco, pickup yeah. that they could that they could have done the last. You talking about Marco Gonzalez? Yeah, okay. Marco Gonzalez, and because I think he has a losing record. ERA is close to five. It's Oof. like it's like. Dude, yeah, like, it's not playing well. That, that, that's bad. It's not that's an ace. Bad. And you could have probably traded him for some lower end prospects. Like some team will throw him in the bullpen, and then you make a move for a starting pitcher. Well, my question is, they didn't do any offensive moves. They Nothing. so they they just traded for Castillo, and that was it. Pretty much. I'm sure there are some other stuff I haven't checked yet because there's such big trades happening, like the Rizzo and the Schwarbers and the Bryants right. and all that. Yeah. Where a little trade the Mariners do isn't going to make big headlines. I'd have to check again, but like... I don't think e- they did. Like, even like, I was watching ESPN the other day, and they were like, what is Seattle doing? Right, they're in this. <laughs> what are they doing? They're, they're two and a half games out, and they probably could have snuck in because they were uh, clicking. And now it's just like, you're going to fizzle out. No one trusts management or ownership, like I was saying. 
and that's that's hard to do when you have a young a young group. Even Seager's tearing it up this year, and yeah. Seager is just very just. He only had just 20 home runs and bat 170. <laughs> you know, he's batting above 200. Right. He, I think he's close to 20 home runs. He's, yeah, he's not as young anymore. I think, yeah. I think he's 22 or 23. Yeah. And he's that good veteran presence for this young group. I think that's that, like, and it's rare. Like, it's rare for this young of a group to be this good this early. Yeah. You got to take advantage of that. Yeah. And like, the like, Mets did a couple in 2015. Or the Astros did in 2017. Right. Well, besides banging the trash can. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they were good. I, I mean, will that, say, that's though, a whole other topic, you know, I will but, say, though, it's like, the Astros are good this year. They're good. So obviously they know how to play baseball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they cheated and I get that, but I mean they're not cheating anymore. No. And they're really good. You know, so I gotta give them some sort of credit. And I love how MLB fans are around around everywhere. Around the MLB world, just like they don't care if it's three <laughs> four years later. They're right. like, No, you guys cheated. You should have <laughs> lost Well, because like what got it was it's like say like in football, Tom Brady, Deflategate. Yeah. It took a year, but they suspended him. You know they they find the fran they find the franchise. Yeah, Belichick was fine. They lost draft picks. They right. lost this. Nothing happened to those players. Nothing. What I think they lost a couple draft picks and yeah. the, and the organization was fine. Right. But there was nothing handed down to the players that were cheating, and that's what it was that rubbed off wrong with even players around the league. Like guys like Mike Trout were saying, like, could you imagine if I knew what pitch was coming? I'd have a hundred home runs. Like <laughs> these, like yeah. he and Carlos Stanton, all these guys were like, I wish I knew what was coming. Like in the game of baseball it's known you try to steal signs but you don't have a live action camera feed in center field yeah. and you're you have signs like but you two know, bangs is fastball one bang is off speed i, I just think and, winning cures everything man you yeah know i mean look at alex cora in, in in boston right now i mean he obviously <sighs> was the missing link for that team yeah and then yeah and he even got suspended yeah. like he got for more the year. punishment and he, and clint hurdle over in detroit and yeah. detroit's actually playing pretty well lately yeah so. they're, they're doing all right winning well, cures everything man. yeah and it does but seattle you guys got to get it together yeah you, um I think you just need like a like a like like a talent from the organization, like a Jay Buner or someone that like he loved the franchise. I think you need to be more homegrown with it. Yeah. For get away from like the classic, like I went to school, did this. I think I know baseball. Right. You know, you're not. Um. Well, what's the GM that was that flipped the Cubs and the Theo Red Epstein? Side? Theo Epstein. You're not Theo Epstein, and he's trying. Yeah. Because he, he he drafted Trout. They were doing it. He brought Pools on. He. I think he was trying to be a Theo Ep, uh, Epstein. Theo Epstein. Right? Yeah. Theo Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's not. He's like the Sam's Club version, right. you know, the Walmart the version. The Walmart version. It's like yeah. he even has almost the same haircut as him. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's trying too hard it's, to be it's, him. He's almost trying too hard. And if he leaves good riddance, because it's just like, you probably lost it for the Mariners, unless pending injuries and if they can still click. Because I think it's going to light a fire under them. And I hope it does because they're that young, eager team. Like, yeah, we, team we can pissed. win, we can do it now. Yeah. And even now they're motivated. Even, even Graven in his, in his exit interviews, like, He's like, cry- like yeah, not he was crying. Shocked. He, was, he was upset. He's like, why would, why? Yeah. Like, why would you trade me? Right. And he even said, to my division rival. Right. He, he me to the was even shocked. Rival. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, yes, I got to go throw my Houston hat on now and well, pitch against you guys. Well, in final and cl- closing remarks, man, I think I think the Mets did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know, they got Baez, which I was really surprised that I didn't think Chicago was going to let him go. I didn't think Chicago was going to tear the whole team up, but they did. They kept Contreras. But other than that, you know. They, well, he's young. He's, yeah. still, he's still mid-20s under contract. Right, too. right. So they, they basically said, all right, what was it, 2016? team you know you won the world series you're done you know what i mean thank but, you yeah right. it's time for you guys to move on you guys need to go win somewhere yeah it's not, sure it's not happening here right right and, and and good for them they're going to situations where they're going to win and they gave them the respect saying like chris bryant the last three years is like am i gonna get traded yeah you know chris but i was more shocked with rizzo because like he's been there since 2011 yeah, like he was drafted homegrown, homegrown. Yeah. a lot of them were homegrown yeah actually well 
he was drafted by Boston, I think, originally. Right. And so, and then they traded him, but like he pretty much grew up from that franchise, from the Cubs. And you can tell he was emotional, but they told him, like, hey, this is it. We're going to give you one more homestand and then we're going to trade you. Where at least Brighton didn't know. Like, he was what, 10 minutes before the deadline <laughs> ended before the cutoff? And they're like, no, all right, you go to San Fran. <laughs> no chill. I mean, they're ruthless. And that's man. part of the business. Yeah, it and is. And I saw yeah. like a bunch of TikToks and like even like AAA players. I can't, there's some player from, uh, I think from the Yankees that got traded to the to the Rangers and like him and his wife posted a TikTok saying like packed our bags right, and we're on the road move, less yeah. than twenty four hours you know and that's man, the life that's especially the life, as a minor yeah. leaguer oh. and a, and just being part of the twenty five man roster like right. if you're not a starter or like an all star that can make that move to make a team better you're probably gonna be on the move a couple times in your career before yeah. you find that set home where you mesh man I can't even imagine that 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 must be rough just picking everything up and saying all right we're out. Ah, but they're paying you to do yeah, this. Yeah, true, like, true, not true. Too bad. It's not yeah. like once they make those millions, just, just moving across country. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, but yeah, getting back to the Mets, I, I think they did a good job. And thank goodness they play in a terrible division because <laughs> because uh, I think if they played in a tougher division, they wouldn't be doing so well. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. The thing with baseball is, and I love this about baseball, is that the the big teams don't always win it they just don't you know yep. and 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 uh, you know look at the Nationals a couple years ago I mean I know the Dodgers won last year but you know there's some teams out there that aren't like the flashy team I mean the Rays last year you know they made the World Series so a that's, couple of times they made yeah it. yeah so that's that's the one thing I like about baseball is that it's not always you know the best teams you know it, yeah. it could be once you make it into the playoffs you have a shot. Exactly. Know, so we'll see. We'll so see. So who do you think? Who do you think won, and who do you think makes the World Series after this? Well, I'm going to stick with my Chicago White Sox pick. I think they have uh, the best bullpen. They have the AL MVP in Jose Breu. You know, they have Eloy Jimenez coming back. They have uh, oh, what's the center fielder's name? Oh God, Anderson? No, no. I I I'm drawing a blank. But I oh, Luis Robert. Okay. Yeah, Luis Robert. So he's coming back. I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. They got Larusa as the manager. I think it's going to be the the, the Shy Sox and in the NL. I really hope it's the Giants because I like that team. They don't have a bunch of flashy players. They kind of do now with with Brian and, and Longoria coming back. But they they just they're just a blue blood team, man. And and, yeah. and they're they're playing really well. So I'm I'm going to go with those two teams. I like it. I like it. That's some good picks. I still think it's going to be. Uh... I think it's gonna be Boston and LA. Okay. I think it's gonna be East West Coast showdown. Yep. Just blue bloods. Yeah. Going like you know like long time blue bloods going at it, and I think that'd get good ratings. I think the MLB's hoping for that too because yeah. they, they need some good ratings after last season. That's right. With the dat with the COVID year and all that. That's right. All right. So, well, we'll see what happens with that. Now we got to move on. To, we got to talk some training camp football because obviously it's in the thick of it now. But the big story is obviously it's been the big story all offseason. Aaron Rodgers, A-Rod. finally back with the Packers. <laughs> you know, coming in with that uh, the office T shirt with his hair slicked back. He looks like a complete hipster. California beach bums, where he's been staying. Yeah, <laughs> California cool. But uh, yeah, he's back and he restructured his contract with the Packers. It's basically if you didn't see the Last Dance with Michael Jordan it, and Scottie Pippen and all that. It, the, the the gist of it was it was their last year together. So let's go and win a championship, yep. and I think that's what Green Bay is doing. But I mean, I, I, I and I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I love the guy. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, I think he's a little prickly. I think he's a little tough to deal with. I think he's got an attitude. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah, uh, but he's a great player, and I think he can win another Super Bowl. But I mean, that press conference was just really hard to listen to. It's it was. I loved it. I love it when te- when players <laughs> he was go, honest. He, he was honest, and I love it when players go after organizations. Yeah. I mean. Brady kind of took shots at New England too when he left, but to keep it with Rodgers, he knows he. I think he knows like it's his last year. Yeah, 
Because even Devontae's like, if he's not here, I'm not here. Ugh, I don't care if you, rough. if you, if I'm like, I'm restricted and you franchise me. That's fine. I'll sit out. You know, it, that's kind of what his mentality was. Like, I want to play with Aaron or no one, or or I'm gone. Pretty much, I'll go play somewhere else. I don't want to play here in Green Bay if Aaron's not here. But I love the bashing. I love it. I love the <laughs> California beach bum. Yeah. I don't care. It's kind of like a you drafted my replacement. I would be cool that if you told me. You guys think you know everything. That's cool. We'll see if you do when I leave. Yeah. Kind of like Indianapolis and Manning, you know, in that instance. Right. It's just like, I think it's going to be worse than that. Because at least Indianapolis got Andrew Luck before he retired. They flipped, you know, the yeah. snap of a finger. Right. And both Aaron, I loved it. I'm not a, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I can do a full 60-minute podcast on why I think he's <laughs> overrated, honestly. But, um, no, he's great. He's going to be one of the greatest ever, you know, yeah, going sure. down. I mean, he, he's a solid quarterback, top three in the league. Yeah. Him, Mahomes. Uh, he say, was the MVP. He's the reigning MVP. MVP. I would yeah. say him, Mahomes, Wilson, and then Brady right behind him just because of his age. I agree. That team he's behind. But that's that's your top three. Well, it's like I said our last podcast, man. I think Aaron Rodgers really saw what Brady did and losing to him really <laughs> struck a chord, man. He's like, look at what you know, you gave this guy ultimate power and say over moves, and he won a Super Bowl in the first year of a team that was terrible for a decade. You know, so I think he's seeing, you know, he's like, look, I want to be involved in in these personnel decisions. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Like LeBron James does that a lot. It works out. Le GM. You know, right. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, I, 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 I really do kind of sympathize with Rodgers in a little way because I, I just think that, you know, Green Bay, like he said, isn't a destination. It's, you know, it's not a vacation. He even said, he's like, players come to play with me, which I thought was like, whoa, okay. Wait, who's getting to play with you the last, I'd say the last decade. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, can you name anyone off the top not of your really, head? Not really, well, no. No, I mean they drafted Devonte Adams, right? Yeah, yeah, second round. Yeah, so I, I I thought the press conference is hard to listen to because I, I thought he was kind of tooting his own horn a little bit, but I do get where he's coming from. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I do get where he's coming from. You know, this Goon Coons guy doesn't seem like he he gives a rip what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Like <laughs> he's something else. Oh my god! He it's almost like he has an ego because he's the GM of the Green Bay Packers, and which. Like we've been talking about, like Blue Bloods, you know, they're yeah, they're, yeah. The, they're the original, the ultimate, yeah. the ultimate you know, sure. it's Green Bay, you yeah. know. But it's like, I think he's holding to that, and he's had Aaron Rodgers since he's been a GM, and LaFleur knows what he has. He's like, yeah. I'm probably going to struggle a little bit if Aaron leaves, because I'm going to take advantage of it now, where right. this this guy doesn't even see that. He's like, well, I'm GM, what I say goes. Yeah. You know, he's, he's puffing up his chest, like, well, ultimately, I... I give the contracts. I help the boss cut the checks and all this. I like, hate that because it's you, like you they're go, not you playing. You know what I mean? Like the GMs aren't throwing the football and catching it and getting mauled by these linebackers. Exactly. You know, I think that's where Aaron Rodgers is coming from. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if they win it, I mean, wouldn't that be a last dance story like you're saying? <laughs> I will say, though, man, they're really – I love Aaron Rodgers, but there really isn't an excuse anymore. There's just no. not. He has a great running back. He has, a, he has arguably Madden rated him the number one receiver in the league. They yeah. gave him a 98 or a 99. I'm not sure. but I think 99. Yeah, which, 99 Do you think club. he's better than Hopkins? Because Hopkins I don't. was a no, little I salty don't. about that. I, don't. I agree. I think John, DeAndre Hopkins is the best. Yeah, I think he proved that last year. Him and um guy in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs. They proved last year that they're the top two right now, you know, because yeah. because the uh, what's his name, Mark, not a Mark Cooper. The uh, I'm drawing blanks today. The guy who used to play for the Falcons, Julio Jones. Julio Jones had a down year. Odell Beckham was hurt, and Julio's a 95. I didn't yeah. even play Madden. I pay attention to that because yeah, players yeah, yeah. even pay attention to it. And when I saw Adams, Adams is top three. Right, I would throw him in that. So play. he has him, but he's he's not a 99 over DeAndre. No, I, agree. I mean that's kind I of agree. a slap in the face, DeAndre. I feel if you're you're ranking them, yeah, because it's like. DeAndre for a lot of years, like who, like Kyler Murray's legit, but it's not like it's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. If 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 not Devontae, excuse me. If DeAndre had 
Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or even Russell, well, Matt Stafford, I'll throw it out there, another gunslinger yeah. like that. You know, like the like Calvin Johnson era, Matt Stafford, he probably has 2,000 yards. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there right now. DeAndre's legit. I agree. No, I think he's the best. Yeah, and, I and he's agree. quiet. I think that's what it is. He's not as flashy. He's kind yeah. of just like, I do my thing, I play football. Right. You right. know, and so I think that's what it is. Where Devontae's a little more flashier and outspoken, you know. So I think that has a little bit to do with it. But do you agree though that it, there's really no more excuses for Aaron Rodgers? Like no, that. no, I agree 100. percent And if he leaves and he doesn't win, then it's like, what were you crying about? Right. Because like Peyton left Indy, he won at least once. Right. Uh, Tom Brady, Brady just left and won another yeah. his seventh title. I mean, so he, Brett Favre didn't. You know, he didn't leave and win, but he was very successful. He was close. He was close. A pick away. Um, you know. And then, to the Super Bowl, at least. And I can't think of anyone recently besides like Manning or Brady. Nah, just that Brady. Left and won. But I, I just think he's got a top ten defense. I think they were ninth in the league last year. I don't think they really lost anybody, if, if I'm not mistaken. So. I don't. I th- there's a corner I think that lost. I'd have, I'd have to check that. But right. I've been paying too much about the free agency for football. Yeah, I, I just think I get where Rodgers is coming from again. And I, I thought the the press conference was a little cringy just because he was tooting his own horn a lot. But I get where he's coming from. I don't think there really is any more excuses though because he has a lot of talent around him. He yeah. just does. The coaching staff isn't bad. They were 13 and three for. The past two years, I don't think they're going to be thirteen three this year. The schedule looks tough. There's another game added, but I don't think they make it past the divisional round. Oh man, because That's they got be it bad. Well, because the Rams, I think the Rams are going to come out of the NFC. I'm going to okay. I'm going to say oh, that okay. now. All right. I mean, that Stafford pickup was, was he's legit with that defense. With though. that and that defense and that offense is good too. With Cooper Cup, you know, yak him a shout out. Um, yeah. But then, um, like Robert Woods picked it up when he went there, and it's um, they lost their running back. Um, who, who tours Cam the, Akers? Cam Akers tours Achilles, but that's big. They, they have a they have a pretty good. But they've always back been system. able to, yeah. yeah. And they, they had Gurley, and then then uh, Anderson came in and was played well. Yep. And if if they um then if Stafford can throw the ball down the field, where Goff was kind of that check down guy, but he he wasn't like it tapered off. It's like you made the Super Bowl, and now we're paying you a hundred million. You can't do it. Right. Where Stafford's gonna throw that ball oh, yeah. seventy yards downfield to. It's gonna be really fun to, to watch him. It's gonna be fun, and so they're in your Super Bowl bubble. I they're my bubble. If it's gonna be between them or Tampa, I think it's a Tampa returned all twenty two. It's hard to count it's out hard to count Tom out. Brady, yeah. you know, and that that team um, it, down in Tampa that they returned everyone. I mean, and they're still hungry. Like you don't see that. Like this team's hungry. They're like, we won one, but we're not satisfied because people are still saying our Super Bowl was a fluke because of Casey's injuries. Right. Which I get. You know, it's right. just they're feeling disrespected. It's like, do you need any more fire, oh, fire fuel to feed Tom don't Brady? Give he's, this guy any more. He's forty four. He you know, he's, he's still just like, ah, oh, well, I just did it with a torn MCL. Right. Now I'm doing it on a fresh knee. Good luck. God. I think it's gonna be come between them or St. Louis. Or St. Excuse me, Los, yeah, Angeles. Los Angeles. That's all right. That's you know. I still call the later, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I still call them the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> but the Rams and the Bucks for the NFC. Okay. Um, and then I think that I mean a- my the Jets AFC, obviously in the a- my Jets gonna, obviously. Yeah. Right. Zach Wilson, <laughs> pretty boy. That pretty boy from BYU. Oh God. Um, I think for too early pick. I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna say Kansas City because that's just kind of the give me. I'm gonna say Buffalo. Okay. A lot which, of people are picking Buffalo. A Buffalo, lot of people they are. Were, they got that experience with that big loss to them, but they had some big wins too, and they're returning. Josh Allen's legit. Yeah, and we talk about Madden ratings. Lamar Jackson was a ninety, and Josh Allen was an eighty-eight. Really? And, oh, and really? I think Lamar's uh, overhyped. I think I don't think the Ravens I are. I think Lamar's do good, but I don't think he's better. He wasn't he's better, better than Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. No, no, Josh no, Allen no, threw no, forty no. touchdowns. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was MVP caliber player. Yeah, yeah. you know, but not a not an eighty-eight. He should have been at least flip those two. Like Lamar's right. not like I'm not saying like at least an eighty-eight, but 
you're going to go Madden rankings. I mean, it's like Russell's a 95. Right. Rodgers was a 96. Brady's a 97. Mahomes is a 99. Yeah. And I think there was, I think Dak was an 89 or something like that. And he, which he tore it up before he, before he before broke he his leg. Before he got hurt, yeah. And yeah. that's a, don't sleep on Dallas this year no. either. Yeah. And I hate, I, I hate saying that because, you know, like, we them boys, the chance you hear around from the Cowboy Man. Nation, but you can't sleep on him. I mean, no. Dak, I it like proved, Dak. It proved Dak. And I'm, I'm very hard on Dak from just like a visual standpoint. I'm like, well, it's the Cowboys. I think yeah. it's just my dislike for the Cowboys where right. he's good. Zeke does performs really well when Dak's behind center. Yeah. Their O line's healthy this year. Right. And they got a legitimate decent defense. Yeah. Decent defense. And they got a legitimate receiving core right. down there in Dallas. They Don't do. sleep on them. I think they can win 10 games when they're not going to make like a bunch of noise, but they're going to. They're gonna win the NFC East. Isn't it weird win. seeing uh you know a lot of the prediction ten and seven? I'm so used to like ten oh, and that's six. Right. Ten, ten you know and ten what I'm saying? Seven. That's right. Yeah, ten and seven. Like nine and eight or something like that. It's just like it's just weird. With I'm so used to seeing the ten and sixes, the thirteen and threes. The, yeah. Now it's all like it just. Uh, I, 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 I like getting away from the five hundred ball. Yeah. Right. Because like that that's the Jeff Fisher era. Five hundred. Yeah. We're gonna go eight and eight. We're yeah, gonna, right. and I'm gonna keep getting NFL jobs because I don't have a losing record. Right. Right. <laughs> that's very true. The Je- Jeff Fisher is the poster child. You look up eight. You look up the numbers eight and eight, or just the number eight in the dictionary. Jeff Fisher's name is gonna be his face is right there. <laughs> Front and center for eight for the number eight. Well, listen, I'm going to have no guts, man. I'm going to pick the KC Chiefs. I think that I, I it's just, a safe bet. It's a safe bet. I mean, you know, the the AFC is kind of their crown now that the Patriots are done. So I'm going to go with them. And the NFC, I can definitely see a team like the Ray, uh, the Rams making it. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I think it's either gonna, I think it's going to be between LA uh, the the Rams. Uh, this I think the Seahawks can. I really do. I think the Seahawks can make a Super Bowl again. I think they can make a Super Bowl run, and of course Tampa Bay. So. I'm gonna break Seahawks fans' hearts on this podcast. Oh, I don't think they make the wild card. Really? You don't think they make the playoffs? <sighs> it's gonna come down to the last game. They're legit. They're gonna win 12, 13, maybe fourteen games. Oh, so you say they're they're gonna make they're, the playoffs? I not if San Fran stays healthy. Oh yeah, true. The people, if. How do I put it? San Francisco's they have a really good defense and they were banged up last year. Right. Bose is back. That's, They're all back. That's ten sacks right there alone. Right. And and probably twenty plus tackles for a loss in the back. Yeah, plus Shanahan, man. He's a great Shanahan coach. Shanahan and Garoppolo, when when he stands up and he's healthy, they make a Super Bowl. It, they did it. You know, yeah. they lost to Kansas City, but they made a Super Bowl. I mean, they won thirteen games yeah. that season. Where and then you have a fallback of the third round pick. Was it uh, Trey Lance? Was his name? Third pick. Yeah. He there's no game film on him, so it's going to be you know yeah. he's going to go out there and sling. And the guy the guy's an athlete. He's a stud. He's a stud. And yeah. we're San Francisco's going nowhere for a long time, and that's a hard division. I mean, even the Cardinals, who were 500, were yeah. like they beat the Rams, they beat the Niners, and they beat they went 500 in the division, and they got better on defense. Right. And Kyler Murray has another weapon with him with AJ Green, and then JJ Watt joined that defensive line. Yeah, they're gonna the Cardinals are gonna make some noise. And man, what a division that's gonna be. That's hard. That's like that's like the AL AL East of baseball. Yeah, you know, it's like that. It's the equivalent. Where it's like you have. One through four are are top dog. You could probably pick the Rams to win it with 13, 14 wins. But it's just like Seattle, they have those games where it's like they blow teams out. Right. They play the hard well, games. Well, they always they start win. well. And then, you know. and then Russell forgets what he's doing behind center. Right. They, Pete Carroll doesn't know what play to call anymore. If he well, call you know, we're out. talking about Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a little bit of pressure on the Seahawks, too, to make Russell Wilson happy, to get to the playoffs, to yep. get to a, a spot where they can compete for a championship. And I think if they stay healthy, I think they can do it. Yeah, you think they make You think they make it? I think they make the playoffs, yeah. I, I think it, it's going to come down to the last game of the season because, I mean, yeah. the Rams are going to, like I said, they're my Super Bowl pick. Okay. But... To to make it, not to win it. We'll we'll see you later down. You know, it's the, the the two early picks, right? But that's a tough division, and I mean, they're good, but they got to stay healthy. 
that defense has to be better. I mean, they yeah. can't they can't be thirty first. They got Alden Smith. They did. And hopefully, he stays. But, you know, behaves himself. You know, what I mean? <laughs> behaves himself, and they're still they're still down corners. True, I mean, true. they're. Before what happened with, with uh, Richard Sherman, they're saying there's probably going to be a reunion, which that would have been a good veteran presence. Yeah, maybe back not there. anymore. Yeah. And um, Jamal Adams, he's a he's a top safety, but really he's a linebacker because they blitz him more than put him in. Coverage. Yeah, they did that in the jet with him in the Jets. They always blitz. And him. it's like yeah. make that move, put him as an outside linebacker. Say we're gonna con- we're gonna move you. We'll sign you for whatever dollars we th- we're gonna sign you whatever we think you should be paid. They're not gonna let him go. They gave up too much for him right. when they traded for the Jets. To the Jets for Adams. I think you move an outside linebacker. You blitz him. He can play the the slots. He can play the tight ends. But hybrid. Yeah. That that hybrid. You know, kind of like kind of like um um not Buchanan, but who was before him? That came from was it Dion Dion Buchanan who came from Wazoo? He was, a, so. he was a safety, and they converted him to an outside linebacker. I think so. Yeah. Same size, same yeah. style of play, same athleticism, and they're like, well, you know, you're big enough. We're gonna put you as an outside linebacker. And Adams is built like a linebacker. Right. But it's like. I think the Seattle fans, they look at it like they had Cam Chancellor. Yeah. But Cam Chancellor could pick the ball off and right, cover where Adams right. gets beat deep downfield. Yeah. Where they were spoiled with Earl Thomas in his prime where Area 29 was no joke. No, like If no. there was water out there, you know, he's got it covered. Like you're not you're not, you're not, not going to get past Earl Thomas. Where they don't have that anymore. So right. they were spoiled with the Legion of Boom, mm-hmm. which anyone would have killed to have them. You know, it was like the Ravens, the Ravens Super Bowl years in with 2000. And then yeah, the yeah. one they beat the Niners in, in the yeah, same thing, season. same defense. Yeah, Ed and Reed. so I think it's coming out for Seattle the last last game of the season because right. um, it's going to be a division rival too. So it's going to be either St. Louis. I have to look at their schedule. Usually, they play like St. Louis or Arizona yeah. or San Francisco last. It's always a division rival, right? And you better be better than the Cardinals, who are probably going to be close to five hundred. Yeah, for sure, because they're hungry too. And they sure. gotta start making moves now, otherwise they're they gonna made lose. all those moves, yeah. and, or they're gonna lose another quick. Yeah, it's I like know. I've spent five years here. I'm, a, you know, I'm moving on. Right, but where do you think Aaron lands next year to get back? Well, to that? I I can see Denver for sure. Denver? You know, do a Peyton Manning and go to a team that has a solidified defense and, and has weapons on offense. You know, um, definitely, <laughs> I'd love for him to go to the Jets. But, you know, I don't know, man. And I wanted to finish off with with just the Jets, just real quick, because we've run out of time. But I, I just wanted to say with uh, Robert Sala came out yesterday and said, oh, this this kid, Wilson, he, he's got it all. He can, <laughs> he can do everything, man. He's super impressive. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't want any kind of expectation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if you, you know, it's like even the Patriots. It's like, who knows if this Mac Jones kid is good? You know, he could be good, too. I'd rather play him than Cam Newton. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. But, I mean, it, uh, What's his name? Zach totally, Wilson. Zach Wilson. He. I just don't that, trust that, him. That was that was a little risky to take I know. at number two. I mean, I would. I wanted Justin Fields. I mean, I would have taken Trey Lance second. Yeah. Sat him. Right. You know, at, he's. If you go like the tools and the abilities, him and Wilson are similar, but he's just, he's a little bigger, a little stronger, just a little bit better in everything. He just played for an FCS school, was, right? And was hurt and sat out the last part of that season. Yeah. Where you could bring like bring Fitzpatrick back for a season. Ride him, you know, ride him out. Let him train. He's, he knows he's done. He's yeah. like, I'm, I'm out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ride off into the sunset. You know, with some team, I'll probably win six, seven games. I'll get my last check, but I'll help you groom a guy because yeah. he's smart. He's smart. Just, just because the capabilities on the field aren't there, the guy's really smart yeah. as a quarterback. And I think he'd be a good. He would have been good to groom with. I with agree. Wilson. Yeah. Well, go back old school, like like the Rogers era, and what they the, did with Mahomes. Yeah, even Mahomes sat behind Smith for yeah. for a year, yeah. well, almost two years, and then 
Smith got her, and they're like, yeah, yeah. we're going to we're we're, yeah, yeah, ride yeah. Mahomes. This right. guy's a stud. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm actually really pumped for this. Oh, NFL I can't season. wait, man. It's going to be great. Especially with fans in the stands. Yes. We got to catch a game. We got to go. Lumen Field's going to be full capacity, hopefully. You know, I know we're going through a little bit of a wave right now, but, uh, you know. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. Definitely. I, I love seeing fans back with the NBA. Uh, we'll definitely talk about the NBA free agency next week. You know, the draft was kind of predictable. Kate Cunningham yeah. went number one, and Jalen Green went number two. So, you know, not really too much to who talk you, about there. Real quick, but. who do you think was the steal of that draft? Because you're big into college basketball. Yeah. Um, I, I think this Evan Mobley kid, man. He, yeah, I, mean, I know he went three, but I think he should have went two, to USC, be honest. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty solid. He looks like he could be an Anthony Davis type of player. Yeah. Just stay healthy. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you're on the Cavs too. Stay, it's stay like healthy. LeBron ain't coming back, so yeah. you, you might have to be. Um, you have what, Sexton. What do you think of uh, Luca Garza going so late? I mean, he was the, the Pistons, player of the yeah. year. Yeah, well, the that's the thing round. with college basketball, man. It's all about potential. It's all about you got to be young, you got to be athletic, you got to have the the height, the the width. The you, it, I just feel like college basketball isn't uh, the, the NBA draft is. It's based on potential, in my yeah. opinion. You know, Kate Cunningham. We know. I mean, aside from him, he's and, legit. You know, we know he's legit, but like, you know, remember like Buddy Heald was the player of the year a couple years ago. That's and he, true. He, he didn't go until like the fifth, like maybe like, t- I don't know if he went in the top 10, but he stayed all four years. Players who stay all four years don't always get drafted high, and I never understand that. It's just, there's a reason in modern day college basketball why you stay four years. Right. You know, it's kind of like you're trying to build that draft stock up a little bit, which he did, because there was that, who was the guy that got picked from Kansas like two seasons ago? I think it was the same, this draft after Heald. Um, his last son of the third, he he went. He stayed all four years, yeah. and I know you're talking about. He bumped yeah. his draft stock up because he was like, "You're probably right. gonna play overseas," and then right. he got drafted first round. Yeah, where it's just crazy to see a guy like Garza, player of the yeah. year, so dominant, such just a big presence down. Like you couldn't stop him. Yeah, and he's good from the free throw. But line. it's almost like he's penalized for being in school too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? In school too long, and yeah. his athleticism's a little a little right. down. I put that, him, he's yeah. like like an Andrew Bynum. He's but gonna watch, be a presence. I, I guarantee. Yeah, he'll be a presence. I guarantee he got drafted by the Pistons, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. If he has a career, I think he will, though. I what do you think about Jalen Suggs? He's going to be – man, the Rockets needed him. The Rockets need – oh, oh, I'm sorry, the Magic. You, Magic, you're talking yeah, about yeah. Gonzaga. I thought you were talking about Jalen Green. My bad. No, no. Jalen Suggs, man. I, You know, the Magic have Cole Anthony, but that's going to be a good one-two punch. Yeah. I think so, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he's a good – he's one I can take over the game. Yeah. But I can also take that step back if someone else is hot. And that's why I liked watching Jalen in um, – in college, yeah, him and Kispert. Kispert went to a good spot too. Where did he go? Um, he went fifteenth to shoot. Who was it? Uh, um, I know everybody was talking about him going to the Pelicans. No, it wasn't the Pelicans. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I'll, we'll I'll get that up. for next podcast. Yeah, no, for we're sure, a little bit out sure. of time, but um, next week we're gonna do it. This one next week we're gonna talk about. We want to hear your Mount Rushmore of sports. Who you think are the top four greatest athletes to sit on top of a mountaintop? Um, Presence now can be generational talent. It can be who you think the greatest of all time. Uh, Ryan and I actually kind of want to hear about it. We yeah. made an Instagram post. We'll do it again. Following up. If you haven't, follow us on Instagram, uh, 509-609, Sports Talk Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and be in touch with us on there. Yeah, so, no, we want to hear. We want to hear Any closing it. comments? Well, the Olympics, man. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, Team USA with Kevin Durant and, and all those boys, I uh, I think they do have a shot at gold. We'll see. You know, they're playing France in the quarterfinals, but this is where you can't lose a game. So No, they're playing Spain. Oh, Spain. I'm Spain. sorry. You're Spain. right. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. Um, yeah, I, I think they can do it, but it's going to be tough. They're clicking now. Yeah, they and are. This is the team we thought we would see going into it. I they're... think Greg Popovich finally has their, their heads in, you know, <laughs> in the Greg Popovich way and all that, but... Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll see. And and uh, the swimming, we did really well in the swimming. Katie, oh, Katie Ledecky up. won a couple golds. I know she lost to the Australian 
uh, tip miss a couple times, but you know she still medaled. Yeah, women's gymnastics is still doing really yeah, well. Even you know without Simone Biles, we, we wish her well. You know, um, but they're doing really well and. And uh, Caleb Dressel, man, that, that guy's a, I mean, he's the an size of that dude. <laughs> dude, oh he's my an animal. God, there's no way you're beating him. In the pool. No, it's like Michael Phelps. It's right. just like, but he's built. He's, he's built he's like a, a he's football a brick house. player. Yeah. <laughs> he's a linebacker swimming right. a, fifth, a 50 meters in like 30 seconds. Right, like, right. Insane. doesn't even take a breath, man. I no, mean, that's it's just I crazy. I think actually he didn't take a breath in that no, final stretch. Like, no. That was like, what? No. Like, I can't even like put my head under the shower and right. you know, wash right. my hair without taking a breath. Well, that's it's good. It's good to have the Olympics back, man. Of course, there'll be another one in three years because it's going to be a shorter time span between the the uh tokyo and paris but you know for, for, for someone who ran in college yeah. and follows the sport it's definitely good to, to have it back so i'm you know watch the olympics these guys give up their lives for this stuff man and it, it's just the way they train the way they go about life it's pretty inspirational man so and for your home country so you got a root for them that's right team that's usa right. let's go that's right let's go team usa all right that's gonna do it for us this week the 509 to the 609 pod do you have a final thought i, I didn't uh, i guess i'm just ready for football yeah um World Series. I want the Mariners to do well, you know, but let's get ready and Kraken's hockey. Yes. Got yeah, some Kraken's hockey up coming up in the this fall. year. All right, man. So that's going to do it for the 509 of the 609 podcast for this week. We will be back hopefully next week, right? For I sure. We'll be back next week for sure. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at? At 509 to 609 Sports Talk Podcast. And we'll have more content coming for you guys as well. So for Antonio, I'm Ryan. We're signing off. Peace. Peace.